0: You're listening to Think. It's like Think but with an M instead of an N so it's Think, a podcast for learning. Uh this is episode 63 and I'm your host, full name Nicholas Tyler Rue. And with me uh for the last 52 episodes, can't shake him, never would want to. Co-host,
1: Paul Vine. Full name Paul. I can't believe I just found out your middle name was Tyler Vine.
0: You didn't know that? No.
1: Why would I know that?
0: Uh, I know your middle name. Yeah, because I used to go by a better better friend or something.
1: All right, whatever. So, (sighs)
0: hey Paul, what what do we do on this podcast?
1: On this podcast. Uh it's an educationalist podcast, a podcast for learning. Uh yeah. we take your um your brains and we mold them through massive physical and mental uh exertion of force into something I like you didn't say trauma.
0: <laughs>
1: into something that is a little bit more um, useful
0: at the end of the day. Better. Better. We take your brains and we make it better.
1: Yeah. Through Uh, The frequencies that you're receiving right now, your brain is like uh, if you've ever played an RPG and you've done that thing where you just have to kill a
0: role playing game.
1: Yeah, you just kill like a bunch of uh, like goblins or like chickens. I'm thinking really runescape here where you couldn't kill anything except for a chicken. So you just killed like a million chickens. That's Uh what listening to this podcast is like.
0: Or if you're me, you at a level one tried to pick a fight with NPC man, and then he just murdered you. Yeah, and then you were you have a sword and he still
1: punches you to death. It's bullshit. So yeah, um, so yeah, our our podcast is like RuneScape, but for your brain.
0: It's a better tagline.
1: You got to redo those stickers, man. Uh, So this semester, yes, the. Fall semester. Yes, the two. two, I guess I completely missed that whole aspect of it, but the the basic pitch is that we've signed up for classes and now we've got to teach each other what we need to know for those classes. And you learn by uh, by proxy. So the two classes that we've done this semester are film studies and topics in SF. Uh, Last week we talked about Facial recognition, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to it, is probably a lot more informative than this episode's going to be. Oh, I don't know about that. In which we talk about the movie that's been on everybody's mind. Well, before
0: before we get into that... Oh, okay. No, I just have a quick question, Paul. Is Is it it just me? Or is it getting worse out there? It's bad out Uh, there, for sure. Hey, I got a joke for you. Uh, what do you get when you cross two um, podcasters and an audience <laughs> that has ignored them? You get what you deserve. This is the Joker episode. The Joker. Sorry, episode. Joker. Joker. No it's, the. Yeah, just, it's Joker. just Joker. Joker. <sighs> the movie that is the opposite of the Ohio State University. You don't say the the.
1: There was something that came up the other day that I I thought about Ohio State University. Um, I can't say the... I've refused to. Um, But I don't remember what it is. Not important. But yeah, so Nick and I... uh, I went to go visit Nick in person uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, In
0: Chicago, the land of Abe Froman. And while we were The land of deep dish and gardenera.
1: What the hell is gardenera?
0: That's like spicy pickled veggies. It's good. Nope. It's a Chicago thing. I'll
1: take your word for it. Yeah. Um, but when we went up there, or when I went up there, uh, we decided that what better way to spend our time hanging out in Chicago than to go to the old local landmark theater music box and see in uh, 70 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, who the hell directed this movie?
0: Todd Phillips. Todd, R- Todd Phillips. Wrote and directed. Of Due Date and the Hangover Trilogy fame.
1: Uh, his tour de force. Oh, there's Penny again. Um, tour de force uh, Joker. Starring Mr. Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Joaquin Phoenix.
1: And Mr. Robert De Niro.
0: And Zezzy Beats And uh, the rest, Francis Conroy.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of other people in this movie that are not... Who knows who they are? Honestly, that there's nobody really that matters other than Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, and um, Zazie Beats.
0: And of course, um, not Alec Baldwin, not Sean Bean, but the guy who plays Thomas Wayne, who looks like he's been in a lot of stuff. And has but a- I, I can't, I can't, I can't quite put my finger on it. I think he's like three other people.
1: He hasn't. I remember looking that up and thinking, like, damn, this guy looks really familiar, and I've not seen him in anything. Um, I think it's just that he looks like all those other people.
0: He looks like several different people. So, we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about uh, 9 out of 10 on IMDb. uh, Officially the the top-grossing R-rated movie of all time, Todd Phillips' Joker.
1: Where to even start with this movie Nick
0: um well, first, I think we should state our, our thesis for it, which i'm gonna say it's a dumb movie that looks pretty and it's bad, but also it's g- good at certain things it's like um it's like a flower with th- that's growing out of shit no that's not good um
1: that's my favorite u two lyric. <laughs>
0: Mine is Uno Dos Tres Catorce. Uh, <laughs> I'd get this movie a Uno dos Tres Catorce out of thirty. <laughs> catorce,
1: catorce out of ten.
0: <laughs> it's um it's fine. So my mm, You go ahead.
1: My big thing with it was that I definitely walked out of it thinking this
0: movie is not Good? It's not good. It's not a good movie. It.
1: But there's so much discourse around it. Because going into it is a film that people are like, this is going to cause mass shootings. It's a film for incels. It's a film for disaffected white men. Which is not incorrect. Like, it's not... Incorrect to say that it Appeals to people there
0: I like this I think I think for Um The course of this episode we Should kind of plot our discourse Out or or, or, our feelings on The movie chronologically Because I've seen it two times Now and I felt very differently The second time not very differently But I felt differently the second time I watched it than the first and this is Not going to end with me saying it's a good movie Don't worry
1: okay So, I guess to set up my experience going into it then was, this movie looks like it's going to be bad, but hey, it's Joaquin Phoenix playing Joker. I'm, I'm interested in it. And then, like, the weekend I was up in Chicago, things came to a head of people talking about all the bad stuff about the film. And then people actually seeing the film and a lot of people I follow online who identify as leftists saying... This is a leftist film, which was wild to me.
0: That's not. I've also heard people make that, and it's not yeah. true. It's not there. Yeah, it's the the movie is like enough of of a blob ideologically that you can like mold it into whatever statement you want it to make. But I think people that are saying it's inherently a leftist film are like intentionally a leftist film. Is, um, well, I, I think, so I think the thing reaching.
1: is I think that a lot of people are not saying that it's intentionally leftist film. I think that that is a key difference. I think there are people who are saying it is a leftist thing. Todd Phillips certainly did not write it that way. You know, it, he just stumbled into that, um, which like, that's what art does, right? Like art, art allows you to kind of like look at it through different lenses, which is good. Mm-hmm. But I do think you have to make a large stretch because all the people who do talk about this film as being leftist film completely ignore the whole imagined relationship between um, Arthur Fleck and um, I don't even know if she's named. What's her name? Uh he beats character? I don't know. Like, I don't I... I don't even remember if she has a name. I know she does, actually, because I remember reading those weird, weird people role playing on Twitter
0: yeah you sent me that i was um really um, just bummed to know that that exists already but but, but her the name's Sophie was it sophie sophie um but yeah, the point is is like
1: the, where the the criticism from a left perspective comes in is that like the city is cutting funding to like social workers. Arthur is a person who when he does not have a like a place to get medicine and a place to get mental, like healthcare, like there's a brief moment where he like possibly considers, or at least asks a question that seems like he's considering doing just a crime so that he gets sent to Arkham asylum, where at least he'll have a place to like receive treatment.
0: At what point in the movie does that happen?
1: He, he asks when he goes to visit Arkham asylum to find the records for his mom. He he's said, already
0: committed a crime at that point.
1: Yeah, but he says something specifically about killed three guys. He says who 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 is here, or he says something like like who winds up here, and it's the people who have nowhere yeah. else to go. And, and so then, and,
0: then yeah. the guy who plays Paperboy in Atlanta's, who's great. Um, I just watched the remake of Child's Play recently, oh, which he's Mark, in, and, with Mark and he's fun. Yeah, I liked it. It's not a good movie, but I liked it.
1: Yeah, well, the original wasn't really that great of a movie either. But, you know. Um, Side detour, do you know the, the background for the new Child's Play? Uh, no, I know. It's a different, it's like a continuation, right? It's not a reboot? No,
0: no, it's a, it's a reboot. Complete it is, remake. It is,
1: it is a reboot? Okay.
0: Yeah, oh. instead of the whole whole thing in the original Child's Play, where it's like a serial killer who uses voodoo to get his spirit inside of a doll. right. This is um, effectively the company that makes the dolls is um, like an Amazon stand in. Okay. And so they make these like digital dolls that interact with all their other products. And in the Chinese factory where they're being produced, one worker is basically like chewed out by his boss and then fired. And his revenge is taking the doll he was building and then removing the like violence filter and just upping all the like badness of it. Removing any like child friendly protections, just making it bad, and then he kills himself, and then the dog gets shipped off.
1: Okay, interesting. That's
0: so, so it's an AI gone rogue backstory instead of uh, the like ludicrous, frankly, fucking ridiculous. No, it, original, was,
1: it was uh, Brad Dorff, not ludicrous in the original, oh.
0: Chucky gone... <laughs> That's not ludicrous either. (laughs) That's DMX. Uh, That's DMX. Man, that'd be good, though. Um, Ludicrous is... Well, move, bitch, get out of the way is something that Chucky
1: has or would say.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But, so I I think the thing with this... (laughs) You want to get back to Joker? Yeah, I want to get back to Joker, mostly (laughs) because I haven't seen Child's Play, and I do want to see it. Um, I think the thing with Joker, and the thing that you get with a lot of, like, especially bigger media, is that people are trying to capitalize on a, a momentum or like what's in the zeitgeist. Um, yeah. By like doing stuff that's political, but also not wanting to say anything. I feel like you get that with a lot of video games all the time of like games that are either say that they're not political when they absolutely are. IE call of duty, um, the ghost recon games, stuff that like literally is about us soldiers. Like, going to another country and doing imperialism. Uh, But that's not politics. Um, Or you get stuff that's like, oh, this veneer of politics, but, like, doesn't really want to say anything. It's just kind of, like, working in that space. And I feel like that's what this film is. This film is, like... There's a lot of talk about social workers, like, social care being cut and all this other stuff. And so Todd Phillips is like, that seems like a good impetus for, like... Why he loses his mind, you know? But then, like... Yeah. Does it really, like,
0: do anything about it? I mean, I I don't think that the movie spends any more time with, like, the actuality of going to a social worker than it does with the idea of this, like, clown dugout where all the people who are clowns hang out before work, which... Presumably is has never been a real thing. Um, maybe. It sounds absolutely. There are centra- there are things inherent in the premise of Joker that just seem so dumb and wrong that like I I can't imagine a centralized clown for hire agency. there's a lot of lockers in that locker room. I've. Are we supposed to believe they're all for different clowns?
1: uh nick i just googled rent a clown clown around party rental uh dot com book your event now north texas is well it seems to be more inflatables let me see if they actually have clowns (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because i would like to can i rent a clown don't don't lie to me (laughs) and say this wait entertainers
0: I could be completely wrong here it's just something that the movie posits that you don't really question at all. Well it is set,
1: is set in the '80s, so that's the thing I
0: feel like we should A <laughs> yeah, day of clowning 1981 <laughs>
1: Well I feel like there was a time where you know people were like, yeah let's get clowns and then like at a certain moment people are like, nah clowns are kind of freaky
0: but this are they like a clown union or like a clown there is a, a, a business. That hires a roster of clowns that all they have enough clowning business that there are multi, There's like six people hanging out in that locker room at yeah. They, at, they, at any
1: given time, there's uh, <laughs> yeah. there's the guy who tries to sell him the gun. There's the guy they make all the uh, short person jokes
0: about, which is rough. There's the big guy, the little guy, the black guy, and then Arthur. And then, well, and there's I like two
1: two other guys who are like constantly playing cards in the background. I feel.
0: Mm. Like, the most cliche thing you could think of. Right. Which, but
1: but it's, it's, like, it's exactly trying to do the taxi driver thing, right? Of being, it's
0: exactly <laughs> trying to do the thing at the diner where, like, the big guy, the little guy, the black guy, and the main character, and then two people only featured in the background hang out at the diner to talk about how work sucks and the world is weird. Right. But that, like, but,
1: yeah. but that's the criticism this movie makes, right? Is that, like, work sucks. Uh, get, 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 trying to get healthcare—that's the criticism that Blink
0: One Eighty Two made.
1: Yes, well, that's what I was get, that was, thats where I was going with that. <laughs> okay, but like, you know, he gets beat, gets the shit beat out of him by kids in the beginning.
0: He okay. There are two fucking scenes in this movie of just him on the ground with people kicking the shit out of him.
1: Yeah, but one at one point. He it's and the first one it's kids beating him up and the thing that I thought was really interesting is like the New York Times review are I I should cite this properly but I cannot remember who it was I think it was the New York Times review where the person talks about how that um moment is uh, like in some ways calls back to the Central Park Five. Attack, what moment? the The moment where he gets beat up by the
0: the like
1: kids in the beginning.
0: Oh, how's that related to the Central Park Five? Because I Central, don't know
1: this. Central Park Five was like the big thing. Well, it's the big thing that Trump was involved with, right? Or not like directly involved with, but like part of what put his name on the map. Wisely, some kids beat the shit out of. It was a thing where somebody huh? somebody got beat up in Central Park. And a bunch of, like, teenagers got arrested for it despite, like... And they were black. um, But, like, despite not really having any evidence of them doing it.
0: And then Uh there was, like,
1: a bunch of, like... Trump was calling for them to get the death penalty and shit. Like, this was a big thing in, like, the 80s. Okay, 1989,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: And so somebody talked about, like... How that's a callback to the Central Park Five when he gets attacked on the subway. It's a callback to uh, Bernard Getz, mm-hmm. which like was another big thing in New York of like a guy getting attacked on the subway and like shooting somebody, like being like, like almost like a, t- a taxi. He
0: did not get attacked. He w- he was, was a- just a guy. I think he got attacked once, and then the second time um, was this- He was asked. He was basically. I think two kids walked up to him and they were like. Hey, give us $20. And then he pulled out his gun and shot four of them. And then and the big thing in the defense testimony was, like, he missed one guy, and the guy ran, one of the kids ran to the back, and then he said, there's, like, differing accounts where he actually said this out loud, or somewhere he just thought it, where it said, you look all right, here's another, and then shot him. Like, this is, in, and they were all, like, young black kids, and he was, like, a 30-something-year-old or maybe 40-year-old white guy. Like, this is, um, inherently in that, there's that fucking, like, racial component. Right. There is the, like, middle, nearing middle-aged white man with power fantasies that have been shut down. That, yeah, that like a... a- shit on.
1: Yeah, and so that was exactly the the thing that this person who wrote this review was going at was wow. like, like,
0: don't you don't you love the Joker really spent time earning that that he had homicidal fantasies in his head that were building. Do I feel that? No, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being very sarcastic. Oh, okay. I mean, because now that I'm t- you do, talking about the movie, you, I don't like it more again. All he has are negative thoughts, Nick. It's just so the opening of the movie spends it's 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 been so much time. Like okay, the base thing I have to say is that it's a complete rip of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy combined in one and then set in the fucking comic book universe cuz Paul What do you think are better? Scorsese movies or comic book movies? I was
1: I was really waiting for us to take this tangent. This thing has been driving me nuts. The discourse around yeah. A, it's not like it's not a fucking competition right like art mm-hmm. art is art you know you you have to judge something on its own merits it does not make sense to judge it against another thing especially when that other thing is completely fucking different
0: right exactly like, like a, super, Absolutely. a
1: superhero movie does a very different thing for an audience than a fucking Scorsese movie or anything that you could you would consider calling quote cinema and the this, fact that okay. the fact that they brought Scorsese in on this
0: mm-hmm. the fact
1: that they drug um fucking Coppola in on this and then they brought in like three or four other big directors to ask them their thoughts on like the fucking Marvel movies and then Bob mm-hmm. Iger did you see his statement the other day where he came out and was just like uh, I can't believe you would say that these movies oh, are despicable yeah. when uh, it gives Ryan Coogler the chance to do something like Black Panther. It's just like absolutely just absolutely trying to lean into like
0: this like weird race baiting shit. Yeah, of one Bob Iger's a fucking villain. Like people hated Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner at least like would take a chance on some weird ideas. Where Bob Iger just wants to like buy everything and, and make then make money. everything they have as efficient as possible to make money.
1: Right, which is why the fucking uh, the the theme park's failing, is because they're like not yeah. doing anything cool or interesting with that. They're just like, well, we, you know, we're gonna do it, and just by doing it, that means an audience. They're is gonna trying show to up.
0: streamline the experience to get like as much walkability and walkthrough as possible. Which, like, I've watched so many YouTube videos on early Disney World where they would design rides until, and then they'd open them, and then it, the the walkthrough flow would be fucked because they'd make the ride so scary that children would be crying and refuse to enter the next passageway. Then they'd change it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's my main fucking point on, I'm going to take the pretentious, like fucking cinephile stance where I don't think anything that has market tests to see how well it appeals to children and their likelihood to buy merchandise is, I don't think anything that does that has the same artistic quality as something that doesn't.
1: I'll go a step further and say that I think it's ridiculous that the Marvel movies are the ones that we're comparing to Scorsese, Scorsese, Scorsese. Scorsese. Wow. Scorsese. (laughs) Scorsese. Damn. Butcher that man's name a lot. Um, Scorsese films, when clearly DC is a much better fucking fit to if you're going to try to do a comparison of like superhero movies to
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: like cinema, cinema that has something to say rather than it's yeah. just and not to say that the Marvel movies don't have a thing to say, right? But again, as I talked about earlier, but they
0: are theme park rides. Yeah, That's the appeal of them,
1: right? Whatever politics is there, whatever themes that it has is so like behind so many filters that like it's it's very much bring your own thing to it the most interesting <laughs> is like Killmonger's character in Black Panther yeah that's like the most interesting thing these films have done in 22 films
0: well that's because I think with Black Panther was the one that they had the most hands-off um like approach to right in terms of mandating what the studio need to do even though the politics of Black Panther are bad right it's CIA,
1: man, saves Africa. <laughs> well, no, it's not that reductive, but might as well be. Um, but, like, at least the fucking, you know... God God bless the people in the Discord that I hang out on, on who really like Man of Steel, which is a bad movie. But, like, at least the, like, Snyder fucking Batman versus Superman movie, at least it's like, mm-hmm. man, superheroes are bad. You know, yeah. at, at least at least it's like talks about through through trying to be gritty through trying to be edgy and dark or whatever you know at least kind of stumbles into like this they're not like good people they're like beating the shit out of people who like did not do that bad of a crime you know
0: Whereas was the was the guy who was introduced the guy who did Man of Steel who was it who directed it yeah that was also Snyder I think was he the one that did Watchmen yes okay I was reading something recently that people say, like, one of the main tonal things that they think Zack Snyder fucked up with the Watchmen movie was that in the comic book, they try and portray very clearly that, like, these are not superheroes. These are people in suits that are actually, like, getting the shit beat out of them in a fight. Yeah. And then in the Zack Snyder movies, they fight like they're superpowered. Like, punches don't land the way they actually would
1: right there's there's some people who have superpowers right like dr manhattan
0: has a super dr manhattan's the only one yeah
1: everybody else has like night owl has some gadgets he's got his he's got archie his like flying helicopter thing
0: and he can have a padded suit but still like if he takes a punch it's gonna hurt him
1: right which is well that's the thing right like of um the the nolan batman films Right, and mm-hmm. in, in the Dark Knight, the the part that I like the most in some of that is like when he gets fucking jumped by those dogs in the beginning, and yeah. he's like actually hurt. Like the stuff where they show the superheroes as being humans trying to live up to an ideal or whatever, um, and then also showing that like, hey, sometimes when you do that, when you like pursue that, like, this is what it means to be heroic. You do a lot of bad shit you do a lot yeah. of things like the closest the marvel movies get is trying to do the civil war thing, right? Like trying to do, f- do um hey, maybe we should bring these guys under like UN control. Have some fucking oversight on the superpower people. And Ooh. instead those movies are just like no, that's wrong. That's actually incorrect, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think
0: I think that's one of the biggest criticisms to make of superhero films and why they're not um, I I think as artistic as something like everything Scorsese has done is because one of the biggest problems with especially Marvel movies and kind of the superhero genre in general is that it draws a hard line between who are the good and who are the bad guys and a lot, actually a lot of what like Scorsese has tried to do is show the, the blurriness between that Right. the the entire point. Uh, I mean, here, there's a um, excerpt in the TV version of Taxi Driver. Why the TV version instead of the uh, theater, the movie, the like cinema version? I think is interesting. I I, I assume that uh, Scorsese is in his own way, and I think justifiably so, but pretentious enough that he's like, oh, people that see it in the theaters they're will gonna, get it. They're gonna get but it. But if we're if we show it on TV. Maybe children will see it. Um,
1: yeah, or, or people who didn't see the whole thing, right? Like, you go to a movie to see it, you sit down to watch the whole thing. You, If it's on TV, you might not catch the whole thing.
0: Yeah. You may just catch the end. Oh, sorry, I'm... But, yeah, the, the entire... I think a, a lot of art, especially, um, like, Goodfellas... No, not Goodfellas, um, like... I want to say risky business, mean streets. That one's about like people that are effectively, you know, quote unquote, bad people, people that are criminals, but there is good and bad within what society deems as bad people and people who just make bad decisions. Uh, the, um, right. Okay. The, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, like the thing is, is that and and you can tell this is why when you like create an RPG character or whatever, Evil for evil's sakes is super boring, right hmm like you have to be a, the most effective bad people are people who are convinced that they're doing the right thing, which is why like honestly Thanos was not good, but was an interesting character at least because he mm-hmm. had a motivation, a bad motivation and a completely stupid one that you know whatever but like he had he, he, he had a motivation that he believed
0: in. Um, I prefer the comic of version of Thanos that just wants to fuck the death personification of death because that I buy more than he's worried about the resources and overpopulation and wants to get rid of half of people.
1: Sure. Uh, so I, I, I think that like when you have a bad guy the and a good guy honestly is to like there should be a you know, there are people who do good things for the wrong reasons and there are people who do bad things for good reasons um yeah and like portraying that is difficult and requires like a more focused writing team than 90% of the marvel movies which basically boil down to joss whedon one-liners
0: I would disagree. I don't think you need a bigger writing team. I think I said focused, often, focused. Sorry, focused writing team. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe in the focus sense. Um, I feel like just too often, all these superhero movies try and tell too big of a story. Well, especially when you, when you've got a story that doesn't need to be told.
1: When you've got twenty-two prior films, and then you're trying to do one film that takes all those characters and wraps them up it's really difficult. You know, it's the reason why like lost was a television show and not a movie is because like you have, you're trying to cover those characters and give them the weight that they fucking deserve. Right? Like if you're going to have these characters have individual movies in which like they're those movies, individual movies can be compelling to some degree. Right? Like I'm thinking very specifically like the first Spider-Man film. With um, mm-hmm. Tom Holland, where um, Michael Keaton plays a vulture, who was a good bad guy, yeah, um, like to have those moments. Th- those are the the only time where this is something that like it, it even approaches something that becomes to become cinematic in some regards is because like it's 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 a character study almost. Whereas like especially when people start talking about like Avengers or whatever. It's like that okay, you cannot make that argument. Like that is very much a theme park ride of like wow, okay, yeah. all my friends are here, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. And it's 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 partially um, a result of just the how much movies cost and how little money most people have that people don't casually go to the theater now. There's no reason to, right? Especially with all the streaming content we have at home. So, movies have to be. Th- there's there's no reason really that like character studies would be in a theater anymore. You can get like some of the best films of the past would just go on streaming now, because why not? Unless there's something like prestigious about them,
1: right? Or or look at um. I know. I remember when Endgame came out, right? And a big thing with Endgame yeah. was they were like, "We gotta beat, we gotta fucking beat Titanic," and that was like the big thing. And the thing that makes those different is that like Titanic came out in the '90s, you know, when the average movie price, like the mo- ticket for uh, a movie, was like five bucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like God, yeah. And and so you could feasibly just like get out of school and go see Titanic or 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 any movie, right? You could you could yeah. go do that. And now, like, doing a movie night requires, like, setting time aside. Like, it requires, mm-hmm. like, making a plan. Because, like, it is now not less than, like, what you make in an hour.
0: It is- no, and also, uh, in 1990, if you wanted to stay at home, you had your collection of VHSs that you'd probably seen several times. And then you had what was on TV at that point in time. Which... Not a lot of things have aged well, at least anything that was just in syndication at that point in time. Um, And you also like, the big screen, right? Yeah.
1: Like, like, 90s TVs were very small. Tiny. I got one. They're
0: very, it's like a, you know...
1: Foot to three. But now, now when you can have a 55, 65, 75 inch television in your house, that like you know, you can get the same viewing angle right that's a big thing that people yeah. in the projector the projector business talk about is like the viewing angle of how, how close are you to your screen usually people sit way further away from their screen than you would in a movie theater right mhm um so there's less reason to go to a movie and so we've we've moved away from weird I mean they're still they're still happening, but it's it's a dying industry almost. Um or at least becoming more niche. Niche. Yeah. Niche.
0: That's acceptable. I think fundamentally Marvel movies, superhero movies are they're they have more in common with theme park rides than they do like Scorsese esque cinema. Like seventies, you know, what would fall under the banner of cinema um especially someone it's so they're crazy actually all like, crime
1: films i don't know if you saw that it, it i saw that it <laughs>
0: is crazy the people whose favorite movie is like ant man which the like original writer and director edgar wright like stepped away from due to creative differences with marvel trying to make him change his product would come for scorsese who if you just like Look up anything, like, if you read his life, he's just, like, a big fucking movie nerd. Like, that's, movies are just his favorite thing.
1: Right, there's that that supercut of him just talking about films, and just, like, name, not not, not name-dropping, name-dropping, like, but, like, just, like, like, just in a conversation, he's able to reference, like, 35 different films that I've never heard of, because he knows so much. Which doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you know he's better or whatever but it just like here's a person who spent his whole life doing this
0: yeah he knows movies like what are you know considered like that fall into the banner of cinema I'm sure there's plenty of like blockbusters he's not familiar with but
1: well there aren't anymore they're all gone
0: (laughs) Uh, Hollywood videos he's not familiar with but red boxes he's not familiar with I don't know, but I, I think that is the thing of of Joker that people like. Oh, sorry, sorry. I want to get back to this. So, um, <laughs> oh, in the, oh, that's
1: right, that's right. We were talking about the Joker.
0: <laughs> we were, but I want to close. I want to transition back by talking about Taxi Driver. Um, in the original television version of the film, there was a disclaimer before the closing credits that said, "quote To our television audience." In the aftermath of violence, the distinction between hero and villain is sometimes a matter of interpretation or misinterpretation of facts. Taxi drivers suggest that tragic errors can be made. Signed, The Filmmakers. Unquote. Which, um, it's weird that they just decided to include a paragraph about, like, the subtext, the, the theme of yeah, well, the movie.
1: Sometimes you just gotta do that. It's like uh, when they re-release books... And then, like, at the end of the chapter, they ask you questions that are extremely leading to try to be like, if you're a teacher teaching fucking Brave New World yeah. or whatever, it's like, what is the significance of the touchy feelies or whatever? You know, what does it say about society? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, I, and I think it's funny that there was a point where they thought, oh, the TV audience needs that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, moved away like this is not and and i'm not saying that i'm good at this stuff right like i suck at it Mm -hmm. but like we've moved away from critically reading things we've it, it is very much like you know the the way we consume media and then talk about media has moved away from like what does media have to say about anything like like engaging it as an art form and more about like did you watch that thing, man? It was so cool when thing happened like I think it, about yeah, it, like the Game of Thrones it, discourse when like that mm-hmm. show was still on of like being a person who didn't watch Game of Thrones and like part of the reason I never wanted to watch Game of Thrones a was like it's you know I watched the first season and then kind of fell off and didn't care all that much, but like it was just talking about what happened. it was not talking about any meaning, it, there was no meaning that was being derived from it, it wasn't about Well that's,
0: like, that's that w- wasn't true for at least um, the way I felt like I had the opportunity to discuss Game of Thrones like three years ago before the long break but sure. there was a point in time when like I I and my friends were reading like Wikipedia's for the book in and, and online communities and talking to each other about different theories we had read of like, what the events were which direction everything was going to lead and little hints in the show that seemed to be um, heading in a certain direction. Like, there was a period of time where people believed that it was going to be revealed that uh, Tyrion was actually part Targaryen, too. Sure,
1: right. That, I mean, that stuff, yeah, the, the, the speculation stuff.
0: But Yeah, that was fun.
1: But but also, I, I, I don't know, there's some stuff that... And, and maybe this is just because I spend too much fucking time on Twitter which is like a notoriously bad platform for talking about anything because you only have absolutely
0: 200 like a sentence or two. Yeah.
1: You have like 240 characters and then like, and I feel like that's maybe what I'm seeing more of. Right. is like you have the reviews that people more and more only read the headlines for. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or see what the final number is. Um, And then you've got people who are engaging in the discourse on Twitter in short sentences that remove a whole lot of nuance because how do you have a nuanced conversation in, you know, be like having a conversation with somebody and then being like, all right, you get five seconds to speak and then they get five seconds. Like, like having a conversation, like a chess match.
0: Yeah. Twitter is very like competitive discussion. It's all about like who has the take. It's like a takeoff. Yeah, it's, it's a, a yeah, it's a d- debate debate club. Really, is what it is. Um, Which why is that? That's not fun or really. I don't. know. It's not my my but, bag necessarily.
1: But, but I guess to get back to the the Joker film, the film yes. the film Joker. Oh, is that what this episode's about? Uh, it is. It feels like Todd Phillips was like, I'm going to take a bunch of stuff that seems topical or like is topical mm-hmm. and put it in this film. And there's like character development basically boils down to Joaquin Phoenix dancing slowly. Um, there's occasional moments like, like what are the big things that happen in this film? And it's like, he loses his job. Mm-hmm. He loses his access to medication Mm-hmm. He, Which I want to say,
0: sorry, continue, and then we'll go back at each point.
1: Like, has the thing where he realizes that he's in made-up uh, relationship with the, uh, Sophie. He finds out that his mom, at least, thinks that he's Thomas Wayne's son. And then, like goes on to, like like there's like I feel like there's not a whole lot that like shows maybe the biggest thing maybe the, the most important thing to me is like the whole delving into his mom's past right and like mm-hmm. just the re- revelation that he was like horribly abused as a kid is maybe the most the biggest thing yeah but like I feel like it's just like a lot of like here's things that happen, but it doesn't necessarily like make sense that they happen in that order.
0: No, I don't think it's I don't think it's effective as a character study. Uh, first of all, I'll say I think people just like it because of how it looks, sure, and how it sounds because the cinematography, the colors, the costume design, uh, the acting, the, the lighting, that Gary glitter song. Yeah, uh, it, A lot of people probably don't know that song, which honestly, maybe that song is a good inclusion, because as a period piece, that's not a fucking song you hear anymore, for good reason. Right. But absolutely, in like 1981, that would be the song in that guy's head.
1: That was almost a hot take that I was going to put on on Twitter the other day, was that uh, people upset about that Gary Glitter song must not realize that Gary Glitter didn't get arrested until 99, and this movie takes place in 81, which means it's fine.
0: It kind of like, it, it does make sense and it's good. It's, it's effective in that way that Todd Phillips is a motherfucker who's trying to be like edgy. Sure. Um, because most people aren't going to know that that's a song by a pedophile or even care I th- by the amount I of people think... that still like.
1: I, I think the movie would be better though if Brad Pitt showed up <laughs> for five minutes to just explain why the choice of this song is bad. Based on our modern con- conception of like what was happening,
0: I, I agree. I think I think every problematic film should have Brad Pitt show up just for a few minutes to tell you things are gonna get different and better in the future <laughs> if we all fight for it. But um, I think I think the thing that the Joker really fucking suffers from is that uh, it's not like a a topic that I think is near and dear to Todd Phillips' heart. I think he was just trying to figure out like oh I can make this movie for cheap and I can make a lot of money on it and he has been successful in that I don't think there's anything to say Todd Phillips is like a big Joker fan or even that like the characterization of the Joker that we get in the movie is anything that's like true to the common conception of the character and popular understanding of the character what it sounds like is he was just like we're gonna make a character study on a villain let's get all the, like, somewhat sympathetic, violent people from cinema history, and then you just get, like, a a combination of, um, what's his name from Psycho? Norman Bates, who has, like, mom issues. And then, um, Travis Bickle, and then, uh, Rupert Pupkin from King of Comedy, which is probably the closest one, but the whole point of, um, King of Comedy is how basically like fame is a a uncaring machine that celebrity is uh, something inherently rotten and disgusting and that people will do whatever they take to get uh, to get to the top to get noticed
1: I could spend two and a half hours watching King of Comedy or I could just mm -hmm. go to twitter.com and see uh, Lady Gaga tweet like two days ago famous (laughs) prison
0: That's, that's not the, that's not a corollary to the plot or to the theme of King of Comedy. Which, I don't know, there's something inherently that's like tying up like celebrity to capitalism in the way that they present King of Comedy. Of just like succeeding, like good people don't succeed in this system. Or like the audience won't care if you're a bad person. Sure. If, you know, um, it's more nuanced than that, but we're trying to talk about Joker here. But I think the Joker, it, 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 or Joker the first act is effectively stacking the deck's deck against Arthur. And it does that thing where um, rather than developing him as a character, you just see how like, almost nothing he is in the world around him. Like, you never really get to know. What, what would you say in your overall, like, ha- having, having seen the movie overall through the film? A, a narrative, usually a character study, is about um, someone getting what they want or realizing something about themselves. What is, what is the thing? I think it's easier to say the, the thing that he realizes himself, but what is the thing that Arthur wants in. I mean, the. Joker.
1: The, the big drive in that movie is that he wants to be a stand up
0: comedian. Right, like, is it is it because they don't spend that much time on it? But 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 that's like the driving drive,
1: right? At least the way the movie presents itself, that is his main mm -hmm. drive, and and yeah, it doesn't spend that much time on it. But like, he like is constantly writing in his book. He talks about it being for jokes, whether or not that's true or not. He brings it up to like his boss brings it up as like here's mm-hmm. the thing we know about him is that he wants to do stand-up comedy. And he like his boss is kinda like, Yeah, that's not gonna fucking happen. Um like he constantly watches Robert De Niro's show because he idolizes mm-hmm. that. And he like invites even though it turns out to not be real, he has the whole moment where he invites Sophie out to like see him do his
0: stand-up. Like okay I'll take it I'll take it a step deeper. Why does he want to be a stand-up comedian?
1: I, I, that the closest thing that I can think is that because he wants t- to be somebody.
0: Well what we understand is that it's because his um purpose is what his mom, mom told, told him which yeah. was to make people happy. Sure, and so that that, that was, being a stand-up comedian, being a clown is secondary to him making his mom happy. And then, when he finds out that his mom has lied to him his entire life,
1: and also that's when he has a mental break, abused him, or and that by proxy abused him,
0: yeah, which is also a fucked up thing, yeah. Uh, but then we're also told that like he is so happy because he suffered brain damage from being abused, or at least that's why he laughs, yeah. But it's
1: just he's not happy, that I think that's the thing that they try to make clear is that he just laughs, right? Like, because mm-hmm. he has the card that says, like. I, I Hey, I laugh. It has absolutely nothing to do with how I'm feeling.
0: So we get an idea that, that he's dependent on his mother and he wants to make his mother happy and find a greater purpose in life by making people laugh. And that's why he wants to be a comedian. Also that he has brain damage and is mentally ill. Um, what we don't really get in the movie, which would have been the second act, is why that makes him violent. And why that makes him want to wear clown makeup. So much of that is just contingent upon, oh, well, he's crazy. And yeah, you know, sure. mentally ill people all want to wear clown makeup and kill people.
1: Well, and like, I think there's no. Th- he, so the, the clown makeup, I think, almost happens by happenstance, right? Like the reason, yeah. the, the reason that he wears the clown makeup is because he got fired from his job while he was in the clown makeup and then he got assaulted. Mm-hmm on the subway home, still in the clown makeup, which is when he shot those guys. And so I feel mm-hmm. like for him, the the closest thing you get to say is like the clown makeup is uh like is indicative of the moment that he decided to fight back. And I okay. feel and I feel like maybe yeah. that that is like where so like to him it's it's a badge. You know, mm-hmm. here is this isn't this is uh like this is the moment that I like pulled the trigger. And so like going forward, that's going to be the thing, right? Like I feel like there's so much of that movie is trying to set aside. Like Arthur Fleck is, uh, like weak willed. Nobody who gets like tread on all the time. Joker. Once he puts on the the makeup. makeup, Yes. Joker is, uh, uh,
0: well, I don't know what the Joker is, you know? Exactly. It, it, it's so like, it's almost there. It's just <laughs> the, so many of the like themes and what it is are cobbled together, together from better things. And
1: the thing that's really frustrating is that like, I, I feel like there's, you get the transformation to the Joker, right? You get the moment from like him being himself to like becoming the Joker. But then there's, like, a second transformation that happens, like, literally middle of the show that he's on with Robert De Niro, where, like, out of yeah. nowhere, he goes into that, like, I'm going to kill myself. And then, like, all of a sudden has, a, like, a, a moment of realization that has no setup other than, like, the closest is he sees that line, I, I hope my death makes as much sense as my life. And then, like, Sorry. gives like a, his manifesto or whatever you want to call it.
0: There's so much in the movie that is like almost there, but is not. Um, I think they should release it, the Snyder cut. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if I would have included over 20 minutes of Walking Phoenix slow motion dancing if there was actually more plot to include
1: yeah right like if they took if they cut down those scenes and you don't even have to remove them entirely
0: right no i'm a, I'm a fan of like abstract uh metaphorical scenes in yeah. things
1: but like just add a couple things later that like at least get a little bit closer into like like don't have him go on to the fucking show ready to commit suicide right that's like
0: how, I think early w- set that my, up better. It, my main take on it is just is is that it didn't spend enough time defining what like the Joker is or what Joker is to either Arthur or society. Like we can take from it that Joker is like the Arthur that can stand up for himself, and that to society is symbolic of um the little this, the
1: little guy fighting back or, or whatever vague anti
0: establishment thing yes. Joker's which is which is
1: what it is right that's where the that's where the leftism read starts to fall apart is like the biggest problem that i think that people have with like reading leftism the things that aren't really leftists are like they interpret this vague anti-corporate vague anti-establishment thing as being indicative mm-hmm. of deeper politics when literally like what the joker movie kind of falls down to is just like that things are getting bad out there
0: yeah, it's... <laughs> you know? Things like, are getting worse. There are, there are super rats.
1: I'm so pissed that there's, the super rat doesn't come back up. Bring up the super what,
0: rats. Well, my theory, my personal theory, is that the the closing scene where he's in the psychiatric unit and he's laughing and she says, "What what's so funny, Arthur? And he says, you wouldn't understand. But then there's a cut to um, child Bruce Wayne standing over his dead parents with... Uh, And it shows two super rats crawling in the background. That um, he's, instead of Batman in this universe, he'll be Ratman.
1: Are there, in fact, were there rats, super rats behind them? Did you rewatch that?
0: Are they big? Yeah. They're huge. Yeah, there's like two CGI rats behind him. Oh, fuck,
1: I gotta rewatch this. They
0: crawl behind Bruce. They're not like, they're not (laughs) as comedically, they're not like rodents of unusual size, size. Yeah. They're just like big big rats okay. big old rats
1: all right yeah you know I'll settle for it um yeah but like I think sorry you go ahead I just it's really frustrating and I get you know um I get people who say hey take the win when you've got it right you've got a film that people are reading leftism into like don't try to distance yourself from it like let them read that but also like
0: I think it's a very small group of people who already consider themselves leftists that are reading this yeah, as a leftist Yeah, right, film. that's the thing, right? Like,
1: is is it doesn't... Unless you want to believe that one random 4chan post that was going around Twitter where somebody was just like, damn, they really don't care about us, huh? Or whatever, you know?
0: Dude, you know what you never want to do? Believe that one 4chan post that's floating right. around. That's how you microwave your iPhone. <laughs> our our, don't fucking trust anything
1: (laughs) superheated spoon and then have it explode in your hand
0: yeah don't go over that again jesus Um, you're gonna move away from that as a podcast but the the whole fucking thing about joker is that it's like i i mean it's so thin and i think the only reason that that it's it's not bad. I mean, I give it a 6 out of 10. I think it's just... It's doing some things that it doesn't do as well as much better movies, but also it's doing things that are more interesting than most mainstream films that people have seen. Right. So I guess the good thing of The Joker for me is that, like, if someone sees that and then goes and, like, I don't know, some teenager who's like, man, that was good, but I want more like this. And then that leads them down the hole that has them watch, like films in the 70s and 80s, which I know a lot of, like, younger people don't want to watch old movies. But if the aesthetic and setting of this will, will somehow lend itself to someone getting, like a teenager getting a Criterion Channel membership.
1: And that's the thing, right? The thing is that, and it's part of, to bring this back around to just a greater critique of, like, the state of media and movies in general is it it's not that just people don't want to watch old films it's that they can't watch old films because fucking people are reliant on netflix and like amazon prime and hulu you know the streaming services to watch the things because that's become the main way we engage with media and to watch media i mean and those things, i mean
0: taxi driver is on netflix and King yes. comedy is but, on but, amazon but, prime. but but there
1: are a lot of older films that are not there are a mm-hmm. lot of old, interesting things. Like, in order to find that stuff, you do have to go to something like a Criterion Collection.
0: You know. You, you, you know what? I, I the, the the take I'm gonna have on the Joker now that we're talking about this. What? The 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 Joker is like the movie version of the like your your height your like middle school friends like college dropout brother who has like a pulp fiction poster and a taxi driver's t- taxi driver Travis bickle poster but you think- and like his room smells like weed and you're like man that guy's fucking cool yeah but it's like, if, if, not
1: if you yeah if you saw like literally anything else of his life you'd be like oh this guy does not have it together and it's like falling yeah apart. yeah
0: if you took like if you sat in on one like freshman level film studies class you'd actually which we, we are right you'd actually uh, <clears throat> know that there's stuff of just that's much more challenging and much more substance and much more like like the, 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 the writer the director the filmmaker is actually trying to explore something some idea which I don't think Todd Phillips is really doing but
1: also those things don't have people that I know like they—they they got the, Robert De Niro. The, no, they don't. Not that. I mean, like they don't have character. Like I know the Joker because I've—I've—I've I've watched yeah. Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered a billion
0: times. You but know? this is the Joker like you've never seen him, right? Because there's no other version of the Joker that's just like, like, there's no version of the Joker where he's he tells Batman to stop bullying him. I. I w- <sighs> It tells the Batman that he's mean.
1: Yeah. Just like stop it.
0: Like the the idea of making a Joker origin movie of a guy who gen, like a genuine serious movie about a guy who thinks crime is funny would be way better than this movie. Like, like if he has a card that he's like robbing a gas station and crying and he has a card where it's like please forgive me. I don't want to rob you. I have a condition where I think crime oh, is really funny. funny. <laughs> and he's just, And then they call the cops, and the cops come, and they're like, "Oh, this guy again." Get he's it. like, "Sorry, I had an episode."
1: <laughs> like we we can't arrest him.
0: He has a condition.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and so then, and then, the, and then they're like, "All right, we we know this kid. His parents are killed. He's got this weird thing about bats. We'll, we'll just pay that guy some money <laughs> yeah. to like." go arrest the the guy who thinks the crime is funny like it would be a lot uh, it would be a much more compelling movie to like like the world exists that it is and uh, Batman and like the Joker are like essentially just like actors you know like
0: yeah like the thing yeah, the, I like
1: that the thing that people talk about doing with like Donald Trump and like Joe Biden of just like letting them think that they won the primaries and then just like having <laughs> uh uh, I think this is basically the plot to the movie Big or the the TV show Big O, um, I, which oh, I I, watched, I haven't seen them. I haven't watched the second so season of that, but I think that's yeah. basically the plot to Big O, of just like oh Are we're you? all trapped, we're all actors in a play. Well,
0: well, no, I think that's another issue with uh, the joke for me. It's just that like so much of the Joker's character is defined as a counterpoint to Batman, and that's why it especially works in, um, yeah, uh, The Dark Knight, but. I think in this, in, in, in this movie, if they're going to have a Joker without Batman, it has to be that like the, the Gotham City is a representation of Batman, and so the conditions in Gotham City, the Joker forms um, in a response to that, but then also, then he has to change it in a way that it needs Batman to come back. Right. Or needs a Batman. I don't, I feel like the the ideal ending of Joker is that it sets up a world in which the Batman is needed.
1: Well, so that's the thing that, like, and and you can't do a movie about this because the fucking comic books have already done this a billion times, and like, who would want to watch the movie version of it? But like, the most compelling, like, Joker. Batman stories are the ones in which like you, they're the two sides of the same coin. Mhm. Yeah, you know, where where they realize that like the one cannot exist without the other. They are forever locked in basically this combat. You know, if you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, and
0: also the characterization is like of of the Joker as the crown the clown prince of crime. At the end of Joker, he's just some guy that shot four people.
1: Right. And a I mean, bunch he, of other he's shit not happened. The,
0: he's not that interesting of a character
1: right well that's the stuff at the end where like I think that people again like read into him getting broken out of the cop car and being like lifted onto uh, the shoulders of like the rioters or whatever like that didn't I don't think that happened
0: I don't even if it did happen what's the thing he gives a speech and he's like I'm not political please don't be mean to me <laughs> yeah I guess <laughs> or just Your, like makeup isn't good. I used to do this professionally. Like there's no there's nothing that the Joker is actually any like any there's any substance to what he is, and that's so disappointing. Also, another thing I would like to bring up if I've not brought it up yet. The thing where he says, "You know what happens when you cross a Do you know what hap- do you know what you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society who has abandoned him?" You get what you deserve. That's a goddamn riddle. Why of the one joke they're going to write for the Joker, did they give him a riddle? That's a different guy. Yeah, I, Edward Nigma wasn't even in this film. No. So why give him a riddle? That's not funny. Why not make the Joker actually funny somehow? Well, he's not.
1: Instead he, of just sad. Because the, the punchline there is not the you get what you deserve.
0: The punchline there is getting shot in the face. That's not a punchline. That's a tag. In the setup of a joke, the the shot is a tag to transition to the next topic. Right. So it, I think it's complete. Failure. I think the movie quite simply would have been better if just throughout <laughs> it the Joker is funny. <laughs> or if, well, if he just stand up it and it's fucking great.
1: What if what if I hate you with this? What if we just call this movie Riddler? <laughs> yeah. And and then like a poorly overdub at the end is like, hey Murray. Murray <laughs> But when you bring me out, <laughs> could you introduce me as Riddler, <laughs> and then that's it. Everything else is the same.
0: I yeah, I think the idea of just a desperate stand-up. Con- I've met a lot of. I know a lot of like Nick. This basically
1: yeah, you're basically describing They're...
0: us. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's just I don't know. Six out of ten.
1: Yeah, I, I I maybe give it like a 7 out of 10.
0: It's, you know, it looks good. Eight, 8 if I get to see them super rats. The acting's good. The The dialogue's like a like a 3. But
1: the dialogue in the superhero movies is almost like... Not to get us back into the fucking Marvel discourse or whatever, mm-hmm. but the dialogue in superhero movies is fucking bad. It's always okay, been absolutely. bad. John and, and I rewatched fucking The Dark Knight, a film that like is like was everybody's like oh this is the best superhero movie that's ever existed Mm -hmm. it was hard to watch at times because the dialogue is such garbage
0: oh yeah i mean i give like here let's see i'm pretty sure i give the dark knight like a six out of ten maybe a 6.5 because i saw it when i was 15
1: are you what are you checking are you checking letterboxd
0: hey that also has a nine out of ten people just love the fucking joker
1: what dark knight does or
0: are yeah yeah dark knight man i yeah it's it's uh, fundamentally i just yeah i for me i gotta say it's like dialogue is three plot is like maybe a four maybe a five probably a four and and that does even out to roughly a six for me so it's it's fine it's um, the
1: funniest thing about the movie um is that all the hubbub about it before it came out was like this movie's going to inspire mass shootings, and now the big complaint is that everybody keeps visiting the steps in New York
0: where he does the dance. Did did, did, did you see the did you see the guy uh, who what neighborhood is it in?
1: It's I don't remember. Fucking uh, is
0: it? Is it Bronx? It's
1: I think Her it's Queens? I think it's in the Bronx.
0: Yeah, but it was like a guy who there were there were people doing a uh, yeah High people Bridge. worried about gentrifying the uh the staircase but there was uh like three people taking photos of the bottom of the steps and there was this guy who like apparently lived in the neighborhood and he was like you don't come to my business and spend any money you don't come to any of these businesses and spend any money but you're here taking photos on the steps and then he started throwing eggs out of an egg carton at him, okay. and like that's batman like give me the joker too where that's that's batman <laughs>
1: where he's fu- he's mad about gentrifiers hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it would just that's
0: <laughs> that's way better just like i love that for halloween there's probably going to be people visiting steps and i love the idea of that guy just wearing a batman mask and just throwing <laughs> eggs at everyone that comes up
1: or beating them up let's lean into it let's show like let's show like superheroes with what they are which is like people who have like like, these guys are criminals, they're, they're, they're messing up my neighborhood, I'm gonna beat them up and, like, kill them. I'm gonna, like, stab them through the heart and break their legs, and then I'm gonna send them to jail. Uh, you, know what, you know what you do after you stab somebody through the heart is put them in jail. <laughs> you put them in jail. Uh um, yeah but yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this film. It
0: was f- I'm so fucking sick of talking about Joker. It's so mediocre I go see Parasite. it's pretty good. I really want to see Parasite and I want to see the lighthouse Lighthouse go watch lighthouse apparently it uh, the reviews are that it's the exact opposite of a Marvel movie the what I've heard and this
1: is a spoiler. For The Lighthouse, but what no, I've heard is that...
0: no, 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 no. You don't want anything? No, of course I don't. Do you know me?
1: All right, fine. God. But we'll yes, I'm, about... I'm
0: excited for both of those films. All right. Um, well, um, I don't know. Do you have any movie recommendations? Do I have movie recommend? I, I mean, I watched The Thing. Yeah, instead I- of plugs, let's 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 finish this episode with movie recommendations. Like better movies? Mm-hmm. From um, The Joker.
1: Yeah. Let me... Uh, so I've been watching a bunch of horror films for... Uh, Halloween. I had the Shocktober list. Um, I am woefully behind on it, but I did watch... um, uh, I watched Holy Shit. uh, The Thing last night is what I watched, which everybody's seen The Thing. Go watch The Thing again. It's good. Um, And then I watched uh, Ringu. I finished that. It's really good,
0: man. I need to finish that.
1: Like The original Japanese Ringu is like great cuz yeah. it, it i feel like like i love that there's less focus on the the bodies like people dying like they mm-hmm. they they die but like it's it's not like like let's do a lot of shots of like the mangled corpses it's just kind of like yeah yeah they don't need to focus on that um that was Fair. good um All right none of the other films that i've been really watched have been like lake mungo was interesting
0: nothing Great really Manga.
1: nothing really happens in it but um like my coworker was like man yeah i hated that film and i'm like really because uh i had a hard time sleeping that night because it really freaked me out Be- and very much because it was a vibe thanks a vibe so it's
0: a vibe vibe check um my three are um taxi driver king of comedy and uh, Dog Day Afternoon if you've seen them watch them again they're even better uh, second or third or whatever time and uh, the Joker cops from all of them what was I going to say was there another one um, watch Night of the Hunter that's a great one not really Joker related but there's some crimes in it but they're not funny um, alright nope. uh, that's all I got to say wrap this up uh, next, that's ra- next. So let's close it out
1: Next time you'll hear from us,
0: uh, well, it's not going to be a, uh, a Topics in SF. No, it might be something a little different. I'm getting a chill. But we'll find out then. Get, get a little chilly. Yeah. I'm going to put on a sweater. fall, baby. Yeah. Alright, until uh, next time, don't think too hard without us. Uh, We're like Brinscape for your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.